0: You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance... The whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it. Sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, 10 tellers sign up, brave up, step up in front of a microphone and get honest what you're about to hear is one of those stories
1: hi (laughs) hi um so when i was five years old uh my parents got divorced and i recognized that as my perfect opportunity to um explore the world as a tiny badass It was basically a loophole that I learned to exploit because my dad split and left my exhausted 22-year-old mom um, who slept pretty late, which was great for me. She stayed up super late and would sleep well into the afternoon, which gave me the perfect opportunity, at least in this one particular apartment complex in which we lived, to basically just get out of Dodge. Like I would wake up in the morning, I would realize my mother was asleep and then I would just escape the apartment as a (laughs) five-year-old, barefoot and in usually a Holly Hobby nightgown, if anybody remembers the awesome sleeping attire of the 70s. Um, No give. uh, If it got too small, it became incredibly sticky and hot and uncomfortable. Had a little ruffle around the bottom. It said Holly Hobby on the front. Um, And that was probably what I would sleep in so when it was time to slip away I didn't have time to get dressed or put on shoes or brush my hair or my teeth or even eat breakfast I would just escape and I would always like close the apartment door just a little bit so that I could get back in which um it would automatically lock so sometimes I'd kind of stick a shoe in there like so that I could go out and do my adventures and come back and uh some of the adventures that I had uh I wanted to keep them a secret. You know, I didn't want my mom to know. And my favorite, favorite thing to do was to go down into the basement. And in the basement, it was like a row of washing machines and dryers. And um, if I was careful, sometimes I could find money. So I would find money in the washer. I would check the lint traps and I would just poke around and like find like, some dirty sock or bra or whatever. Um, it's the first time I saw what happens to an underwire bra when the... The little u-shaped torture implement comes out and it's just like left on the side i was like what is that (laughs) like i couldn't figure out what the hell was going on i had no idea it had anything to do with boobs i would soon find out um so you know but in any case uh i i was i made a study of human people and in the laundry room it was perfect because there were great places to hide and you could just like overhear and listen i really loved harriet the spy And I was kind of going for that vibe. Not creepy, like a sociologist, right? So I'm a five-year-old barefoot sociologist. And my other favorite thing to do was that there was this section of the basement that was, it was like a like chain-link fences, and inside of all these chain-link fences, like there was one per apartment, and it was just crammed with all of everybody's, like, most aspirational items. Like, there's a kayak, and there's some skis, and some luggage, and, like, all the fun things. And I was like, why does everybody put all their funnest stuff in jail? Because it didn't make sense to me, and I thought, I don't want to be an adult. This sounds like it would really suck. So then my next favorite thing that I discovered... There was a the big, heavy, gray door, and there was a light switch that you could flip on or off before you opened the door, and when you flipped on the light and you opened the door, what you had before you was a very long tunnel, like maybe 80 feet long, and it linked the apartment, one apartment building to the next, and it was completely spooky and quiet in there, and also it had an excellent echo. So I would go in there and I would sing and I would make noise and I would just babble to myself and I would run back and forth. And then one day I was like, you know what I want to do is I want to test out and find out how tough I really am. So I'm going to turn off the light and then I'm going to go in there. And it was pitch black. It was the blackest black I'd ever seen in my entire life. Still, I do have a tiny bit of like light vision. but So I go into this tunnel. And I'm creeping along the door and I close it behind me and it's totally silent and it's absolutely pitch black. And I start to get scared and I start to get sweaty and then I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This must be what drugs feel like, <laughs> and so I'm in this tunnel, and I'm just like I'm gonna just go for it. No one can stop me. No one can tell me what to do. And so I started doing this thing. I called it a sissy test because that's what people said back at the, t- at the time. But and so I would make these tests for myself, and I would basically go like, okay, in the complete pitch dark, I'm gonna feel my way from one end of the tunnel, and I'm gonna touch the door, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'm not gonna let fear get a hold of me, and I'm gonna realize that once I turn out the light, and I'm in the middle of the tunnel there's no going back there's only going forward it's gonna be dark so I would do that and then I got really good at it and then I got to a point where I could run back and forth from one door to the other just full force just screaming my face off in a dark tube so one day I'm engaged in my favorite activity <laughs> and the door opens on the opposite side and it's a dude, and he's whistling, and he's got a basket of laundry in one hand, and he throws open the door, and he flicks on the light, and what he sees is a small hellion, barefoot, screaming, wild hair, like like full-fledged, like, ah! just running at him <laughs> as fast as possible. And he was like, ah! and he threw the laundry, and he slammed the door, and he ran away. And so for that guy feral poltergeist children absolutely do exist. Thank you.